Thanks for joining us today. I'm Rob Parker, lead pastor at The Plant Church. Our vision is to know Christ and make him known. If you are interested in getting connected or if we can help you in any way, email us at info at theplantchurch.org. All right, take a deep breath, everyone. <laughs> take a deep breath. Oh my gosh, how do you preach after that? That's, that's insane. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm so glad to be here, and I'm excited to, I'm sad, I'm excited. There's so many things going through me, going through us right now. Um, you know, one of the things that, as we go into the season of the fall, there are lots of things that I look forward to. This is a season of change, uh, but as we go into the fall, there's one thing that I don't look forward to, and that's the end of ice cream season. <laughs> And I think many of you know what I'm talking about. All the ice cream places are closing up, Ernie's and Rita's and down the sh- all the, the places down the shore and, you know, and all that. Who likes ice cream? Anyone? Okay. All right. We're going to have free rum raisin flavored ice cream for everyone. <laughs> I guess it's on sale. No, I'm just kidding. But who's, who's indecisive when it comes to making choices in life? Anyone choosing favorite ice cream flavor? You see so many choices, and you get overwhelmed because there's so many things, and you don't know what to decide. And, and I'm kind of like that sometimes in life in, in making a decision. I overthink things because uh, I want to find the best option. It's the worst when, when you find something, and there's something else better. Or you play the safe card, and you get the chocolate flavor at Ernie's, but then the real flavor is a banana Oreo, and you missed out, and your friend got it. Exceptionally better. And you know, I tend to overthink lots of things. And sometimes I tend to overthink and overcomplicate faith and life choices and, and life decisions. But whenever I get stuck and whenever I get overwhelmed, God always leads me back to one passage that grounds me and that helps my mind get unstuck. And when I read this verse or remember this idea, it centers me, it makes things make sense, and it's one of my life passages that I'm going to share with you, Matthew 22, verse 34. But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees with his reply, they met together to question him again. One of them, an expert in religious law, tried to trap him with this question, teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? You know, what I want to leave you with as I leave is, is just to remember this, that following Jesus is not complicated. Following Jesus is not complicated. It is simple. It is simple, so don't overcomplicate it. Here in this passage, the religious leaders were trying to trick Jesus and try, try to overcomplicate things, and there were hundreds of detailed laws and various interpretations that kept people further and further away from God, and they were so confused with so many voices and so many ideas and so many thoughts and so many laws, and the average person was just trying to get by in faith and life and didn't know where to start. But then Jesus said this. Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. 
The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commands. The message I want to leave you with is to keep things simple. Love God with all your heart and love his people. Fall in love with God and fall in love with his people. And as a pastor and as a follower of Jesus, that's what I was called to do. And I hate to break it to you, that, but there is no secret formula. There is no strategy. There is no leadership book. There is no latest trend. And all we were called to do is to love God and to fall in love with his people. And over the last 10 years here at the plant, while admittedly not perfect, this is how I strived to live. This is how I strive to, to step out. And the burden that God has placed on my heart, or had placed on my heart, and continues to do so for all of you here, is to know that God sees you. God sees you. He sees you, and you matter. No matter how insignificant you think you are, or how big you make yourself out to be. He sees you. He cares for you. He loves you. And he's waiting for you to be with him. 1 John 4 9 says, God showed us how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Verse 19, we love each other because he loved us first. And over these last 10 and a half years here at the plant, we have been loved immensely by all of you. As Rob had shared, there was a ministry opportunity that we heard about that came up in July that would allow me to move closer to my brother who was in an accident and I could be closer to family in the midst of this difficult situation. This opportunity was not something that I, I looked for or something that I even expected. And my brother told me one day, oh, they just, they just said that there was a pastor that was leaving and, and the rest was history. Only God could orchestrate millions of moving parts together to open a door like this. And we sought counsel and we sought prayer. We knew it was God's leading for us to step forward in obedience. And as excited as we are for this next chapter, we had a difficult time processing what this meant for us now. Leaving our community, leaving our family, leaving where we grew up, we grew up in this area, leaving our school, leaving our, our, our friends, and most especially leaving all of you, our church family, where we won't be able to see you every week. You have been by our side for the past 10 years, and you have loved us so well. We have shared joy, we've shared laughter, we've shared tears, and we've been through loss. I've seen many of you get married. I've seen many of your kids graduate, start lives. And I've seen many of you come alive knowing Jesus and, and who he is. You have loved us so well. You have loved Jody so well. You've walked with us 
in times of suffering. And you've helped raise our kids. You are their uncles, you are their aunts. And those relationships can never be replaced. Words can't express our thanks and our gratitude. And it was my honor, my privilege to be serving here as your shepherd and pastor for these past 10 years. You will always be our family. And there are a few people that I need to, ch- to thank. I'm sorry, I feel like this is Academy Awards. <laughs> but this is not for me, this is you know, more for you. So sorry, please bear with me. I will thank God, though, of course. I will thank God, absolutely. Number one, number one. First, I want to thank my wife, Jody. They say that beside every pastor is a faithful, praying, committed, and loving wife, who's not just a pastor's wife, but also a pastor too, apparently. So she's a pastor too, right? <laughs> That's exactly who Jolie is. And for our decision to move, it's incredibly hard, even more so for, you know, more so for her. But she's looked to the Lord and entrusting in this decision. I remember you know, Omar kind of alluded to the fact when I first came on staff, I was a new pastor, and she was a new pastor who, wife, and we had no idea what to do. We were totally, completely new at this. And she would ask me, she didn't know if she would fit the bill of, of being a pastor's wife or what that was supposed to do, be like. And I told her, you know what, there's no expectations. All you have to do is to love people. And I knew that that's what God had created her for, you know? And I know for most of you, when you read Jody's name or heard Jody's name, you had no idea how to pronounce it. <laughs> and she may have had to correct you a couple times. Jody's name in the ancient Sanskrit language means light. And when, whenever Jody walks in the room, she lights up the whole place. She is my other half. She is my ministry partner. She's my soulmate. I couldn't do this without her. God's blessed me beyond measure. And in this role, as a pastor of this church, she's been there by, beside me. She's given me counsel. She's given me correction. She's given me wisdom and so much more. Behind every preaching weekend or every event or every project or every counseling meeting or every late night project without me being present at home, she bore the extra stress and the burden of a family on top of all of her other responsibilities on top of having a full-time career. Thank you, honey, for being my ride or die. (laughs) I love you. I want to thank the board and the leadership of the plant. Uh, Over the last 10 years, I was able to work with an incredible group of leaders, highly intelligent, hardworking, so faithful. They serve the church, leading prayerfully. You know, all I can say is that real leaders pray. Real leaders pray. And anytime we've had challenges as a board, you know, sometimes my first instinct would, would to br- try to think, think to bring all the, all the strategies and the, and the flow charts and everything ready to go. But they are committed to prayer. And I've seen them stop and make prayer the first option. And that changed everything. That changed the outcome of what, what was happening. I want to thank the board for all your support for standing behind Jody and myself. I also want to thank my fellow staff, 
Uh, it's been such a great blessing working with all of you over these years. For many years, it was just Rob, Omar, and myself. And then all of a sudden, we came here, and we t- God brought us to this next chapter. Andrew, Megan, Paul, Steve, Lindsay, Angie, uh, Carrie, everyone else that was on staff here or, or was interning here, Dan Truen. So I want to thank all of you. Uh, Megan, you were, Megan Tyler, you were the answer to prayer. You kept me going for a few more years. <laughs> uh, and I know it was the answer to Jody's prayer. Thank you for always having my back. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for trusting me and for all your hard work behind the scenes. It never went unnoticed. And you did it with a ministry heart, which is a very rare thing. So thank you. I also want to thank all of the volunteer leaders Ruthann, Patricia, Denise, Carly, and everyone else that spend hours of their time in the office or at home working and serving God. And when, when no one else was watching, if I f- forgot your name, I, I apologize. There's so many of you that have served here. And especially, I want to thank Rob and Sue. The plant was an expression of the kingdom that was seated in their heart back at Lake Champion. And that, in their faithfulness and obedience, God, God birthed that to reality and created this family, and we all got to be a part of this family. Rob, you bet the farm on bringing me in year three. You were taking a huge risk in a, in a, in a three-year-old church. I was young. I had no pastoral or church experience. I've never even been in an American church before. <laughs> uh, I've only... Only gone to an American church a little bit. But Rob brought me in. He trained me. He mentored me. And he discipled me. And just to give you a little bit of insight into my my life and my background, I I came from, I was raised in an Indian immigrant family. My trajectory in life was was supposed to be something completely else, maybe a traditional professional career. Um, I didn't grow up in Bergen County with knowing, having social networks and social connections and lots of these churches here and ministries and, uh, you know, and all these things. And, but I said yes to Jesus, and he brought me light years away to this new tra- trajectory in my life that I didn't even know existed. I never dreamed of being a pastor. Rob gave me that opportunity. And I've learned from the best And his imprint is all over my ministry. And I can honestly say this. I don't know anyone that loves bigger than Rob or leads better than him. And he lives out Matthew 22. He passionately loves God and relentlessly loves God's people. That's where I learned it from. Rob, the fruit of my future ministry will always be part of the harvest of yours. And I'm sure Jody can say the same for, for, for you and Sue as well. And I want to thank everyone else that have stepped up. Uh, Omar, we're still going to be buddies, so we're still going to connect. You were part of this, so I want to just thank you. I want to thank all of you here that have stepped up to lead or volunteer on a Sunday morning during a service. Everyone who said yes when I asked them to move chairs or move boxes or to fix something or to send out mailings or, or sign up for something or put out parking signs. When anyone's ever 
seen me holding the dreaded clipboard with a pen. Some of you ran away, <laughs> but others stayed. Thank you for having my back. Thank you for co-laboring. Thank you for all those I was always able to rely on. You made my job easy. Anytime I asked you, you said yes. Thank you for your excellence. And I want to thank all of you group leaders who share in the work of shepherding. Keep gathering. Keep loving people. Keep stepping out in faith. Keep inviting others in and making Christ's kingdom tangible here in this corner of New Jersey. God sees your faithfulness. Also, I want to ask you for your forgiveness. If any time in these years, if there's any misunderstandings or if I've offended you in any way, either intentionally or unintentionally, or if I've overlooked you, please forgive me. You know my heart. I love you. You know, oftentimes when I went to, to pastor's conferences, I, I sometimes felt out of place. You know, I felt like I, was, I didn't fit in the, the traditional mold uh, of most people that were there. I was coming from a different uh, ethnic background. I had a variety, variety of experiences in my career. My mind was inattentive, but I was also creative, and I had this eclectic uh, mix of skills. And I didn't know how God would use me as a pastor because I felt like I was so different from, from, from everyone. But when I got here, he surprised me. It was like he gave me a paintbrush and I got a rare chance to help with others create and build so many things. It was so exciting. It was so much fun. It was so fulfilling and, and I had a blast being a part of everything here. What I've learned from all this is that God uses all of us. God uses all of us. He uses our unique personalities. He uses our unique skills. He uses our unique giftings and the ways that we are wired. And he's created you for a purpose. So don't let that go to waste. You will only know who you truly are and what you're called for when you're fully surrendered to him. I want to invite the band to come up as, as we get ready for the next song. In Matthew 9, 37, it says, he said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask them to send more workers to the field. You know, I felt the Lord saying as a church and to this church that the sky is the limit. The sky is the limit. The sky is the limit of what God can do the sky is the limit of how God will move. But we are only limited by the degree of our involvement. Let this be the year where we step into that next place. This is year 14 as a church. When, you, when you're 14, you graduate and you go to high school. And then there's more freedom, there's more responsibility, there's more reward and you have a chance to have more influence. So I want to challenge you to step up to serve. Connector steam, thank you. Wherever you are, thank you. Serve, we still need 10 more connectors. I'm still, I'm still going to use my platform to get you to sign up for this. Uh, still need 10 more connectors. And maybe one day I'll come back in disguise and just walk around to see how many times I'm being being greeted in a, in a big trench coat or with, with sunglasses until the safety team takes me out, right? We need eight more. Kidsmen, we need 10 more. 
The kids man, they can't even fit on the stage anymore. It's like 50, there's so many kids. We need 10 more volunteers or we're going to be, we're probably going to be in a new church next, next year or something. So we need more. Coffee team, production team, safety team. We have a first responder event coming up on Wednesday at 6 p.m. Guys, come on out. Ladies, come on out. 6 p.m. We need help to make this happen. How many churches do this? We need more group leaders. You know, the church is beyond any just one or two leaders. It is the body of Christ. Let us be the church that says that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are also plentiful here at the plant. Why? Because it's so much fun. It's so exciting. We get to do this together. We get to see lives changed. We get to see lives transformed. We get to see people get baptized. There is nothing more valuable that you could invest your life in than the kingdom of God. And I've seen it, and I'm living it right now. And I want to challenge you, Plant Church, that this is only the beginning, and the best is yet to come. As we enter into a moment of worship, we're going to take communion together. I invite you to take it out. As the disciples were gathered, Jesus took the body and he broke it. And he gave it to his disciples and he said, take, eat, this is my body. And he gave the cup of wine and take, eat, this is given for you. So we take communion together. Let's remember what, what binds us. This is our life in Christ. And just through his cross that we are given forgiveness, that we are given forgiveness. And we step forward in this new life with this new joy and with this good news that we have to make Christ known in this place. So with that, let's eat communion together and let's worship. hope that this sermon inspired you to know Christ and make him known. For more sermons and resources, please visit us at theplantchurch.org.